Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Join the community at Cephalon Squared on Twitter and Facebook, or send us a voice message via the Anchor app. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day and welcome to episode 7 of Cephalon Squared. I am your host, Cephalon Greg, and I'm joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Cephalon Lucas. Say g'day, Lucas. Hello. How is everyone? Hey, great. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they're all wonderful. Um, Smarter. Smarter. <laughs> welcome to our wonderful listeners uh, to our syndicate special. So we've decided to do something a little different this week because there's no... Um, Dev stream. Usually there's a dev stream every second week, but this week there isn't due to um, Rebecca Ford and uh, Megan or Megan, as she prefers to be called. But we say Megan here in Australia because we're crazy people. Um, we're away on holidays, enjoying themselves as people do when they're on holiday. So we decided to do a special all about the syndicates. What are they? Who are they? What the hell are they all about? Etc. As a result, this is going to be hopefully not too long, but there's a lot of content, so let's go straight into it. Looking firstly, as always, at the news. This week, we had another update on the PC. Um, lucky PC players got to get their hands on the Relay Reconstruction event that we've been talking about over the last few episodes. It is already live. It's already happening. People have already reconstructed their relays. Um, essentially, what happens is you load in and Cressetel, who is the leader of the Steel Meridian, we'll get into that a little bit later, she comes uh, onto your screen and says, hey, you guys have been help us, helping us out. It's about time we gave you um, a hand and um, helped you rebuild one of the relays. So essentially all you need to do is go to Earth and Mars, I think, or I think there's two planets you've got to go to, and you can basically farm for a few resources and kill the Grustag 3 because Sargus Rook and his, his team of baddies are out there trying to get you. So you kill them all a few times, and eventually, um, much like you do when you unlock a junction, you will unlock a new... Relay. I haven't seen anything, but um, I understand you watched some videos during the week. Lucas, what do you think? Uh, honestly, it is a, such a great aesthetic that they've given this relay. Um, so originally, I did think that because it was Steel Meridian based, that we'd essentially be getting a Steel Meridian relay. Uh, but when you know, when you get into the relay, it actually has more of a, a Red Veil vibe. So yeah, there was a bit of speculation that it was going to be a Red Veil uh relay mm. but it actually ended up being uh, completely unrelated to the syndicates um, so uh, quite a while ago now uh, de did and did mention that they wanted to do um, warframe specific themed relays and i think this is their first attempt at that uh, because this relay doesn't have a giant rhino statue instead it has a giant flaming ember uh, and all the aesthetics uh, of this relay are ember based um, and it looks fantastic. Um, as I said, the, the ember statue is literally on fire. It's fantastic. Uh, the little shrubs that you see all over the place, 
all on fire. Um, I like it. Now the, yeah, it's great. Uh, the, the layout is a little bit different. Um, so normally when you'd get to a relay, you'd actually start on the bottom floor and to get to uh, Simaris, yeah, you'd have to go up, the, up an elevator. This time around, they've made it that you start on and you actually go down the elevator to Samaris. And uh, uh, who was the other guy up there? Davo. <laughs> that, Davo, Davo's deal. I can understand why you forgot <laughs> because his, his deals are pretty shit. Shitty deals. Yeah. Davo's yeah. bloody dodgy uh, deals. <laughs> so it's a fantastic setup. Um, essentially, everything that you could uh, access in normal relays is in these real is in this relay, so it's it's pretty much got everything the same, just looks different, uh, and it's a great it's a great feeling having that you know it's something fresh, mm. it's fresh. I'm on board for that because um, yeah, we need a bit of a a bit of a shake up to the aesthetic. I'm hoping that because we've still got two bloody rhino relays, I'm hoping that now oh oops, accidentally we couldn't protect from one of the Fomorians or something and another one gets destroyed and then we've got to rebuild that one and we've got a you know an Excalibur or a bloody Loki or a Zephyr or whatever shrine uh, relay. So that would um, be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping for you know maybe maybe a bit of a vault action or even hydroid. An, oh, an hydroid relay would be, would be cool. Yeah that's a great idea. Yeah. Get on it, DE. <laughs> right after they've just finished doing this one, I'm telling them to do another one. Good, good job. Good oh, job to me. Oh, I, Idolon. on relay. Ooh, well, maybe. Revenant. You never know. Too, way, way, way too early. But... A little bit. <laughs> okay, so that makes two... Uh, no, they're not major, but two big updates that have come to PC, and we still haven't seen anything on console. However, it sounds like the next one is going to go to cert soon. During the week, um, Danielle from the DE community team uh, she also returned from holidays, and one of the things she tweeted out on the old Twitter was that uh, she has some news coming soon for console players. So I would expect that that's going to be an update. Hopefully, it includes at least Frame Fighter and Revenant. Uh, but if it can be Frame Fighter, Revenant, and the Relay Reconstruction, uh, I'll be all giddy in the Pantle region. Uh, but we'll have to see when that comes. Also during the week, Mr. Steve Sinclair, just because he was let off the leash without Rebecca around there to, uh, you know, snap the whip and make, keep him in line, uh, he shared a couple, of, uh, a couple of bits of information on upcoming stories. There were two things he shared. One was something that was titled the Chimera Prologue, which you didn't really see too much information about. And the other was... Um, the start of a story called uh, The Longest Mission, which relates to Ordus. And I did read through that one. And that was basically just a short story about Ordus waiting between the downfall of the Orican uh, and the return of the Tenno, um, which is why it's called The Longest Mission, him just waiting and waiting and waiting in a dusty uh, orbiter and things like that. It was really cool. So I'm wondering what comes out of that. Um, do you have any quick thoughts on that, Lucas? Um, there were... I don't really know. Like the Chimera Prologue, I've, I've got a few thoughts on, but I don't want to get into too much detail because it's a lot of speculation. Yeah. Um, and the the longest mission, there was something that was quite interestingly uh, pointed out in that, um, and it was that uh, that Ordus has actually the potential to leave the orbiter uh, via 
a little um, remote control drone. Yeah, which is cool. So that's yeah, that that's pretty cool. Um, it did say that it didn't have the greatest of range and he couldn't travel too far away from the the orbiter, but it's still something. Um, it, it's a drone, like yeah, potential for interaction with orders on a physical level. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. So you know, as you mentioned, it is all speculation as to what's going to come out of that. Um, nothing really was given away in what he showed off. Um, and it's probably likely that some of those things are a fair way off. But it was pretty cool to see that. So, again, if you're not on Twitter following these people, you are missing out. But I guess that's what we're here for. All right. Um, I better move on because there's so much to go into in this episode. Um, during the week, there was a new Xbox Prestige pack, which is actually number 11. comes with 170 Platinum, the Bombix Jade Cyandana, which kind of sounds like a, a bad buddy... Um, uh, I can't even remember the name of the character from the um, Star Wars Episode One. What is it? The character <laughs> yeah, everyone uh, hates. Jar 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 Binks. Jar Jar. Couldn't even think. Did it Bombix Jade Sayandana or something? Yeah, whatever. All that for such <laughs> for terrible. such a terrible joke. Oh well, file it away <laughs> for me. Um, and the kapala jade sigil which um which actually looks pretty good to be honest but um i like to have my sigils um earning me reputation with my uh syndicates which is pretty topical Ooh, but of course you can have you can have two <laughs> sigils on one can earn you a uh, reputation and the other one can just help you look good so this kapala jade sigil is actually pretty nice uh, also on the Xbox, Xbox had its four-year anniversary uh, this month, and there's a whole bunch of giveaways, much like we had on the PS4 earlier this year. There's a Jade Rhino Noggle, the Jade Dex Furious Skin Seal of Honoring 4, which is a sigil, of course, um, plus a Jade Excalibur and a 10K credit alert that will be available throughout the entire event. The event ends on October 1st, so you've got plenty of time to uh, do that event. Pretty much a month. Pretty, pretty much a month. Exactly. So it's plenty of time. Um, and also, while it's uh, while the event's on, there's an, a Jade Excalibur glyph that's available for one credit from the market, and an Xbox One Jade Color Picker that's also available for one credit from the market. So there's a whole bunch of stuff there, and I've got to admit, um, the green Jade um, aesthetic is really cool on the Xbox. Uh, it is better than the blue PlayStation aesthetic, in my opinion, at least. So, uh, oh, well, get out there, Xbox well, you people. Know, you, you, you enjoy you you enjoy green. Green is a good color for you. Blue is blue is a good color for me. So, yeah, yeah, it's understandable that you like uh, you like the Xbox aesthetic. I can I can understand that. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> the Harmony Ribbon is back. Okay, fanboy. The Harmony Ribbon is back. Um, it was, the, uh, it's, a, it's a funny thing, the Harmony Ribbon. It's nothing, I mean, it is kind of special because it's, it's basically just a, a way for um, Tenno to show their support for cancer, uh, cancer survivors around the world. Um, but uh, when I started on Warframe a year ago, I started when the Harmony Ribbon uh, was around last year as well. So it kind of gives me memories uh, and funny, fuzzy, warm feelings inside to see it back. So put your Harmony ribbon on and let's all be friends. Um, 
etc. Um, so that's all the news that sort of happened during the week. There wasn't a hell of a lot, but there was a lot, if you know what I mean. Um, and what we also have before we start this week are two announcements. We're going to do our first giveaway. So I did mention this on the Facebook page during the week that we would be announcing this. We're going to give away a gift of your choice on any platform. So that doesn't mean absolutely anything. <laughs> that means we're going to let you nominate a Warframe or a weapon. So a non-prime Warframe or weapon that you would like um, to be gifted on your platform. So uh, the reason I chose this is because some Warframes can be hard to get your hands on and some weapons can also be hard to get your hands on and they're also mastery locked. If I gift you, Mr. MR2, a mastery locked to mastery rank 10 Amprex, you can use it right from mastery rank 2. So even though something is locked away, if you pay for it with platinum, you can use it straight away. You do not, you are not locked behind mastery from purchasing something with platinum. So basically what we're saying is if you're a low rank and you can't wait to get your hands on the Godbow lens, put that down as what you want. It would be hilarious to see an MR2 person using <laughs> the lens, but this is something that you can definitely do. So a non-prime Warframe or weapon, anything we can purchase as a gift through the market on any platform, Xbox, PC, or um, PlayStation 4, we will gift to you uh, through that platform. How do you do this? How do you get an entry? I hear you ask. Well, um, I'll just be, be upfront. Um, we we want to spread the word about the podcast. We want to get the word out there through as many different platforms as we can. We've done it a fair bit <laughs> in different places. And, you know, eventually it's got to, it, it probably sounds a, a bit annoying coming from us. So we're hoping that you can spread the word through your platforms as well to your uh, followers. So basically what I'm asking you to do is for every platform that you share on, you essentially get one point uh, or one entry towards this competition. So share on Twitter, share on Facebook, submit um, a, a, a rating and a review on iTunes. Share on Reddit, share on the official forums, share on Facebook, share wherever. But because we can't see all of these places, we need you to send some sort of proof that you're sharing it. So a screenshot um, or even just a cut and copy, a copy and paste uh, copy of whatever it is that you have shared on whatever platform. And we will... Um, take that as, as, you know, proof of your share and then email that to us at cephalon squared at gmail.com. So you can put it all in one email. If you want, you can say Twitter screenshot, Reddit screenshot, Facebook screenshot, iTunes review screenshot, and that will give you four entries to our competition. Um, just to be upfront about the way I'm going to do it because we're not using a um, randomized platform. Uh, we're going to do it ourselves. So I'm going to put it into a spreadsheet. So basically all of your entries will get your name listed down each uh, in one cell. Uh, and then I'll assign each one a number. And then I'll use a random number generator to assign a number. And whatever number comes out will be the winner. So we're going to do it as random as possible. Uh, in the future, we may use something like Gleam.io to do competitions, but for the moment, this is how we're doing it. Um, one entry per share, so you can't share multiple times on Twitter and get multiple entries, um, but you can spread on multiple platforms and get multiple entries. So again, in, in brief, share on Twitter, share on Reddit, share wherever, 
take a screenshot of that and email it to us. For each place that you share, you get one point towards entry. So make sure in your email that you send through to us, you tell us what platform you play on and what your name is on that system so that if you do win, we can gift it to you. Okay, we will be drawing this on the 23rd of September. So we're going to give it three more weeks, uh, which will end up being our 10th episode. So it'll be part of our 10th anniversary celebrations. Yay! We'll be announcing that on the night. So you've got plenty of time and we will allow for other people people as well to enter this comp competition in the coming weeks. So that's pretty exciting. And the last thing we have to announce is nothing really at this stage. It's just an announcement of an announcement. So we have a secret project in the, uh, in the pipeline. It will be announced in the coming months, probably closer to October or more like within October, but it is pretty exciting. So keep an eye out for that. Ready, Lucas? I just want to add one more thing to the, uh, the giveaway yes. um, just to let people know that when you do receive a, a gift um, through, you know, through this system, um, be it weapon or Warframe, you're not just getting a weapon or Warframe. You're also acquiring a slot for said weapon or Warframe, and you're also getting a free catalyst and re or reactor with whatever your choice yeah. is. So you're getting a, um, it's a pretty good little, gift for you even if you have everything at least you're getting a slot <laughs> so um yeah this is this is what we're giving away at this time we will do future uh, giveaways in the future as well but um enter 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 we hope uh, and, and we are giving away something on every platform too so we're not just giving away one thing it'll be one thing on xbox one thing on pc and one thing on ps4 so let's do this Anyway, speaking of doing things, let's do the Syndicate special. Yay! <laughs> so to start off, we really need to understand what the Syndicates are. So there may be new players out there that have seen the Syndicate uh, console over to the left at the front of the ship, and they think, oh, what the hell are these bloody Syndicates? Um, did you want to have a shot at, at explaining them, Lucas? Um, I, can, I, can, I can do my best, I guess. Um, so essentially what syndicates are, they're, they're groups of interest that are operating throughout the origin system, uh, separate from the, the basic groups uh, like Corpus, Grenier, Tenno, Infested, uh, Sentient. Uh, you see, they're completely separate. Uh, they're, uh, they have their own ideologies and goals regarding the fate of the system, um, and there's there's a lot of disagreement going on between them. They they each because they each have their own thoughts and of how things should be. You can always imagine that there's going to be quite a bit of uh, hostility thrown around. Um, so that that's I think that's pretty much a, a basic look at what they are. Mm. So there's there's um, six conflicting um, syndicates, and there's a bunch of other neutral syndicates as well. So uh, you can look at them as factions or whatever you want to call them. But the six primary ones uh, are sort of recruiting little armies, I guess, um, that uh, are following in, in their, um, I don't want to say footsteps. I don't know what I want to say. Um, following their goals. Kind of, and kind ideals. of like ideologies. Yeah, following their ideals. Yeah, ide yeah. 
Um, so they're all strangely located within the relays. They're all standing next to each other. It's like they've got a shop next to each other. They're all competing. It's kind of a bit weird, but who am I to say? I'm, I'm not judging them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you can find them all located uh, in person, that is, on the uh, relays, or you can find uh, you've got a little syndicate console on your ship, which is kind of weird itself, um, that you can refer to. Now, when you choose to support syndicates, um, basically, whenever you go into a mission, if you're wearing their little sigil on your back or on your front, uh, you will gain reputation towards that syndicate. Um, but also, so each 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 syndicate is allied or enemies with other syndicates. So whoever you choose to support, you'll get a hundred percent reputation towards them. Whoever their friends are, you'll get fifty percent set reputation towards them. Whoever they're not very happy with, you'll get negative fifty percent reputation for. And whoever is their big time enemy, you'll get negative a hundred percent reputation for. It's a little bit confusing, but it basically means that you can't build reputation across all six of them at the same time. You have to pick and choose. So um, why do you want to do this? Do you want to have a shot at explaining why, Lucas? Well, basically it just comes down to the rewards <laughs> yes. because the, the rewards that that, uh, that each syndicate have, they all have different rewards, um, some being just plain cosmetic um, others being special augmented mods for specific frames or augmented mods for uh, specific we uh, weapons or syndicate exclusive weaponry. Exactly. So every syndicate has the same um, genre of things. So they all have pieces of um, arcwing weapons that you can build or they all have... Um, Warframe augments, they all have uh, their own weapons, they all have weapon augments, but they're all a little bit different and they're all a little bit mixed up. So if you want to collect all of the pieces of um, Arcwing weapons, you kind of need to trade with your friends. You need to trade between each other. You need to pick and choose where you're getting things from. So the importance of the syndicates is basically being able to get specific things that you want towards specific builds. Now... You can either do this by leveling a bunch of them at a time and then switching over and leveling the other ones, or you can buy them using platinum, or you can join a clan and just share between the clan. There's a whole bunch of different ways, but syndicates are pretty cool. It just sort of gets a little bit confusing uh, as to when you should start doing all that. So uh, anyone who doesn't like you will start sending death squads after you, um, which is starts out... It's kind of difficult, but towards the end, it just becomes a little bit annoying and you can one-shot each of the bad guys that are in there. It's not too hard. Grinding reputation is mostly down to wearing their sigil and just going out into missions. But once you have leveled up within a syndicate, it also uh, unlocks special syndicate missions that you can do to gain additional reputation. And within those special, special syndicate missions, you can also find... Um, little relics that are specific to a syndicate that you can sell at the syndicates at the relay for additional reputation. So you can grind the reputation quicker if you want to, but you can also just grind it passively. Anything else that's kind of general with the syndicates you wanted to discuss before we get into it, Lucas? It's actually, um, there is actually one thing. I actually found out this quite recently um, and it kind of took me by surprise, but the death squads 
um, that come after you are actually mm-hmm. uh, not affected by Nix's chaos. Oh, really? Mm. I guess you found that out so because Nix- you tried to use Nix's chaos on them and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just doing a little bit of research and, um, and yeah, stumbled across this. So they, they get briefly stunned. Um, so what Nix's chaos does, it actually projects a, an image of, of your Warframe onto all of the enemies within the area so that they start attacking each other. Um, but how it works with the death squads is that it only stuns them for a brief moment and then after that, it's like it doesn't even exist. Interesting. Let's walk it off. Interesting. I wonder. We'll have to. We'll have to test in inverted commas, um, sleep, Ivara's sleep arrows, and things like that, and see if they they have an effect on it. But that's that's kind of interesting. All right, let's move into it because there are six of the main ones and we do sort of want to go into each one, not in a lot of detail, but into a little detail. So I'll start out with uh, Steel Meridian and we will go, I guess, um, Lucas will be next. Haha. <clears throat> All right, Steel Meridian. The Steel Meridian is a Grenier Syndicate. So they are a bunch of defectors. So... Uh, if you know anything about the Grenier, you will know that they are sort of um, genetically linked to their queens. So they kind of have to follow whatever their queens say. Um, it's a blind following. It's not just faith, but they it's something that's in their genetics that makes them uh, follow the, the Grenier queens. So um, they're the... Steel Meridian is led by a defector whose name is Cressa Tal, I mentioned earlier in this episode. And each of the Steel Meridian has a genetic flaw that means that they can resist the instructions of their queens. And because of this, they all decide to go, stuff that, the Grenier are a bunch of big meanies going around and destroying all of the remaining human colonies. So the Steel Meridian, they're, they're kind of the good guys. They're out there trying to protect and look after the remaining room, uh, human colonies throughout the galaxy um, or the solar map or whatever you want to <laughs> call it. They're out there just trying to help the little people. There aren't so many human colonies that are actually out there if you look into the law, uh, but the Steel Meridian is trying to look after the little guys. So um, that is an interesting thing about Steel Meridian. You can also learn a bit more about the Steel Meridian from the Pyrrhus Project Relay Restoration Project that is going on at the moment on PC and coming soon to console. But I thought I would leave that out simply because um, it could be spoilers for people that want to learn something new. So I will let you play that yourself. Um, I don't think it's a hell of a lot of new information, but... It's a little bit more to go into uh, a little bit deeper around the Steel Meridian. Um, but that's pretty much all, all we know for the moment about those guys. Um, they have, uh, you know, because they are Grenier Syndicate, they, their weapons are uh, Grenier themed. So they have the Vacor variants of the Heck, the Marilock, and the Sidon. Uh, if you have used the Heck before or the Marilock, uh, you will know that both of those weapons are pretty good in their base variants, but the Vacor Heck and the Vacor Marilock are both amazing weapons. In fact, um, out of the primaries, Vacor Heck is definitely in my top 10. And for the Marilock, I would say it's Vacor Marilock is in my top five secondary weapons. I haven't used the Vacor side on. Have you, Lucas? 
I have, and it is a fantastic weapon. I love the passive it has. Okay. It's so good. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I will get into the passive in just a second. So all of these weapons have the justice passive that also comes on the Syndicate mods. Um, but these weapons are really good. Um, so let's have a quick look at the mods. Uh, they're all, they've all got names uh, based on justice because that is the Steel Meridian. They are the good guys with the solid jaws. Uh, scattered justice is um, increased to multi-shot for heck. If you have the base heck, you need scattered justice. It's 200% multi-shot for the heck. Um, and it's just a, it's, if you, you got the heck and you don't have scattered justice, something is wrong with you. Go out and fix that. Uh, one of the other syndicate mods. So remember, there's four syndicate mods for weapons per uh, syndicate. So the second one is Justice Blades, which gives you increased melee damage for the dual cleavers. Uh, we then have Shattering Justice, which is increased status chance for the Sobek, and Neutralizing Justice, which destroys the nullifier fields for those annoying nullifiers. Uh, and that is specifically for the Mitter or the Mitre or however you want to say it. Um, that is a pretty cool weapon because it's a 90% chance to completely destroy the nullifier, nullifier field. So it happens almost every time you shoot a nullifier field. So they become less of an annoyance. Um, if only the Mitter was a better weapon. But that's just my opinion. Maybe you like it. In my opinion, the best mod that they have is Shattering Justice for the heck. Uh, uh, scattered justice, sorry, for the heck. Go and get it. What is justice, though? So justice is a perk that comes with all of these mods, and it also in is included as standard, as a passive, on all of the Syndicate weapons. So justice is a 1,000 blast damage within a 25-meter radius. And it also gives you a 25 increase to your health, 25%, sorry. So if you have lost a little health, it will boost your health back up by 25%, and it will increase your armor by 15% for 30 seconds. So uh, it'll give you that little bit of a boost uh, and it'll damage everything around you. It is very, very useful and it's fantastic. And that is the Steel Meridian. I very much recommend them. Lucas. Just yes. before we go on, the uh, the Sidon, um, uh, the, the Vacor Sidon actually has a second passive. Um, oh, does it really? Where if you, yeah, yeah. Uh, where if you actually have your melee weapon, um, equipped and out and it's the main weapon that you're using at the time and if you guard with it uh all of the attacks that you block with this guard um charge up uh the passive for this so that the second you drop the guard you actually let out a radial blind that is super cool i'm gonna have to get the vacor side on now <laughs> i think i've got the <laughs> reputation for it too yay me all right thanks for that lucas i didn't know that parent sequence so now Parent sequence. Okay, so this is a, more of a corpus-based um, syndicate, and they are led by their president, Ergo Glass, um, who was actually a... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. He's, he basically worked for uh, one a few of the big bosses uh, in the corpus um, panel, I guess you'd call them, panel... Board, uh, board yeah. of directors. <laughs> board, 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 board of directors. That's, that's where I'm getting. That's what I wanted. Um, so, yeah, he, he essentially used to work for the uh, a few of the members of the board of directors for the Corpus um, Army. Um, and he, he didn't like the way that uh, that they were using uh, the technology um, 
so he decided to completely break apart from them and you know, try and start up his own own faction. Um, a, a lot of a lot of the work that the parent sequence do is trying to end conflict uh, through the trade and diplomacy. Um, they are still essentially a very money um, strong group, um, but not in trying to create war like the Corpus do. Um, uh, Ergus Glass actually plays a major part in the Glass Gambit quest, uh, which this will be something that will be covered in spoiler cast. Um, so now looking at some of the, the, the weapons, uh, all of the weapons that they have are the uh, are Sakura um, variants. So you actually have the Sakura Penta, uh, the Sakura Dulcestra, and the Sakura Lecter. Um, now, I I actually haven't had a chance to use any of these weapons yet. Um, so I don't know how they function. I don't know. I guarantee the Lecter probably has a special passive, as, as it seems that most of the uh, melee weapons seem to have something special. Um, so yeah, that's just something I'm going to have to find out eventually. Yeah. Um, but now going into their... Uh, their mods. Uh, now, sequence is their key word, much like justice was for uh, Steel Meridian. Um, so first off, we have the toxic sequence, which is a status duration increased to the Arcrid. Uh, deadly sequence, which is a crit chance increased to the Grinlock, which Grinlock is a, is a great weapon. Um, so I definitely suggest testing this out if you if you're a kind of person who enjoys those single action rifles go the green Grinlock's awesome it, 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 it's it's good fun um next up we have the sequence burn which is an increased range on the spectra and finally the voltage sequence which is uh, on killing flying enemies uh, you actually create a lightning trap for the lanker so that's a little that's a little bit of a fun one um I haven't actually had a chance to test that one out because I, I, I don't see a lot of use behind it, but I can imagine it being quite fun if you were to just try and have a little bit of a muck around. Plus you're too busy, um, you know, killing Eidolongs with your Lanka. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't really have time for, uh, for sky, sky lightning traps. Yeah, no space, no space, <laughs> no space for you. Sorry. Voltage sequence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going on to the same thing, you know, uh, these guys have a the, the sequence passive, uh, which does a thousand radiation damage spread over a twenty-five meter radius, um, and also a plus twenty-five percent shields regeneration, and a plus fifty percent shield boost for thirty seconds. So they have a they're more of a shield based um, shield based boost. passive. So yeah, it's a it's definitely something that's. Yeah, definitely fun yeah, and, and uh, worth looking at. Definitely. So swinging back to Greg. Um, I, just, I do just want to say, I don't think I've, I've actually mentioned it on the podcast, but um, one of the things I'm trying to do before the uh, Fortuna update is released is I'm trying to finish all of the stupid secondary weapons, um, every single damn one of them. And I only have eight left. So there's only eight bastards stupid secondaries left before I'm finished all of them 
uh, in terms of mastery. Yep. And the dual Sestra, the Secure dual Sestra is one of them. Shaking my fist at the screen right now. I will get you soon. Uh, I know I could buy it with, with Platt, but we'll get there. Anyway, <laughs> Arbiters of Hexus. Um, the Arbiters of Hexus are basically the um, nerds of the syndicates. They, are, they kind of worship the Tenno. Um, they think that the Tenno are more than just warriors. Um, so, you know, when the Oricon created the Tenno and they said that they were the, the, the warrior machines, um, then they basically said that, no, that's not quite what they are and that there's actually more power within the Tenno. It just hasn't been discovered yet. And they want to help the Tenno. Um, so they basically want to guide the Tenno towards a form of enlightenment. So they're kind of Buddhists. The Arbiters of Hexus are kind of Buddhists. They want to get the Tenno into Nirvana where they can discover their true power. So the Arbiters of Hexus are actually kind of interesting little uh, religious dudes who love the Tenno. You say that. You say that, but they have a very um, Nazi aesthetic to them. They kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> they really kind of do it. it it's, it's, and I never even thought of that until you said it, but even just like the Arbiters of Hexus, even the name kind of sounds a little bit like, um, I can't. Little, little uh, Nazi-esque. Yeah, it is kind of weird, but um, I didn't even think of that until you just said it. It is kind of, it is kind of weird. But anyway, moving right along, away from that particular topic, <laughs> the Arbiters of Hexus have the um, the Bolto series of weapons, which are among my favourite in the game. Uh, they call them the Telos variants, so the Telos Boltor, the Telos Akbolto, and the Telos Boltus. Um, and for my money, they're all pretty good weapons. Um, they're not as good as the prime variants of the Boltor or the Akbolto, uh, but they are definitely better than the base variants of those particular weapons. They're really, really good. Again, I haven't had a chance to give the Boltus a shot. I do love the Boltus, and I do have a Boltus Riven. Thank you, Lucas. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting the Telos Bolto, uh, sorry, the Telos Boltus, and I'm just sort of working up my Arbiters, Arbiters of Hexus reputation at the moment for that very purpose. Anything on those weapons? Uh, I was actually just about to check something quickly. Uh, so you just continue on. All right, well, you check, because I'm sure you're probably checking whether or not the Boltus has a, um, a passive. Anyway, <laughs> the Syndicate mod. So the Arbiters of Hexus, being the nerds that they are, they're all about truth. So they have the Gilded Truth mod, which increases fire rate for the Burst and Prime. And it is the Burst and Prime specifically, which is really kind of strange. So it doesn't increase rate fire rate for the standard Burst and just the Burst and Prime, which is really weird because none of the other weapons are specifically for the Prime variant. Although... Um, if we go back to the Steel Meridian, uh, the Scattered Justice mod for the Heck is just for the Heck and it doesn't work on the Vacor Heck. So that should be clear as well. The second Syndicate mod for Arbiters of Hexus is the Blade of Truth, which increases melee damage for the Jaw Sword, which is a terrible weapon. Keep away. <laughs> Stinging <laughs> Truth, which increases magazine capacity for the Viper. 
less said about that, the better. Avenging truth, which uh, in which case blocking. So while you're blocking with this weapon, it stores the incoming damage and it releases it as a big boom for the silver and Aegis. And that is actually a really, really good and useful mod for the silver and Aegis. I believe it also works on the silver and Aegis Prime. So all of those... Does. It does good. Um, it does. So all of those mods and the Telos uh, variants of the weapons have the truth um, passive. And again, that's a thousand damage in a twenty-five meter radius. But this time it's gas damage. Uh, it also has a gas proc. Um, it increases uh, twenty. It gives you twenty-five percent health back, and it increases your parkour for twenty-five percent. Uh, by 25% for 30 seconds. So that's your latch time, your aim glide, all of those kind of things. Uh, so it basically means that you, you can be a bit more of a ninja for 30 seconds uh, after that prox. So that is pretty cool. The Arbiters of Hexus are all right, although their syndicate mods are a bit meh. Lucas, did you find what you wanted to find for the Boltus or are you ready for the Red Veil? I, I definitely found it. Um, so the Telos Boltus actually has a very interesting passive where doing spinning attacks unleashes what is called a storm path, which is a small tempest of mayhem that hurls any foes in its way around. So no yeah, way. It just that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually thinking why the hell I'm not using these on, um, on, on Zephyr. That is amazing. More hurricanes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to get the Telus Boltes, 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 whatever now. Awesome. Yes, yes, you certainly are. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to Red Vale. Uh, okay, so Red Vale are actually a human syndicate. Um, and these these guys were personally one of my favorites uh, when I first started up because they are the Edgelord syndicate. <laughs> they are. Yeah, there's, no, there's no denying it. They're red and black edgelord is all hell um and interestingly enough they are just a whole bunch of assassins this is like the this is the assassins guild in warframe yes it is um uh you know everything that they have all of their their weapons the syndicate weapons are all stealth based um and I, I love I love what their their goal um their their goal is which is essentially just to uh, cleanse the cleanse the system in fiery bloody purge. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that makes me sound a little bit crazy and psycho, but that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's good having that that such a such a dark syndicate, um, <laughs> and uh, you know it it just people don't take it serious it's like these guys just want to like burn the system of all of its corrupt um all of its corrupt fucking organizations and <laughs> yeah that it, it's great it's, it's a stark <laughs> um a stark contrast to the new loka that's for sure <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah um so they also um our core focus in the Chains of Harrow quest. Again, this is something we will cover in spoiler cast, uh, but that is, you know, that does go into a lot of their lore and um, you know, kind of shows you a bit of how their uh, monarchy is set up. So that's, that's quite interesting. Um, it, you know, they, they employ a lot of assassins. It's great. Um, 
so looking at their weapons, their syndicate weapons, they are the Rakta weapons, and we have the Rakta Cernos, uh, the Rakta Ballistica, and the Rakta Dark Dagger. So all of these weapons are amazing. stealth weight, uh, stealth based, and yes, and they are all amazing. Um, I personally use all three. Yeah, they're all fantastic. All fantastic. Although you know you do have the the uh, the Ballistica Prime, which I think is slightly better than the yeah. the, the Rakta Ballistica. Um, but I'm not not going to touch the the Cernos Prime. That's uh, yeah, we won't touch that. Um, I don't mind. The <laughs> so they Prime have, uh, in comparison, in, in comparison, I, I can't. It, it's just it's not the Rakta yeah. Cernos is good. No. <laughs> Um, so looking at their, uh, their augment mods, we're looking at the blight mods. And first off we have gleaming blight, which is a status chance increase to dark dagger, uh, which I believe this is only for the normal dark dagger. I haven't actually had a chance to confirm whether or not that is, um, usable on the rock to dark, but I doubt it, uh, as, you're looking at the other syndicates, they've all had one of their weapons uh, with a mod that couldn't be used on the syndicate variant. Um, second up, we have Eroding Blight, which is magazine capacity increase on the Embolist. The Embolist is... The, f- mm, the fart secondary. The fart secondary. It's, it's a... It's, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's a bad gun, but I wouldn't say it's a good gun. If you're going to run it, you probably need eroding blight just to have that extra yes. uh, capacity. Um, and next up, then we have toxic blight, which is toxin damage on the mirror or mire or however you want to say it, um, which is actually a decent weapon uh, and has toxin damage. So essentially, it's just a um, pressure point for the mirror. Uh, <laughs> just increases the the, the base damage um, so yeah that's 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 always a good one to look at uh, and stockpiled blight which is magazine capacity on the kunai I honestly wouldn't touch the kunai not after 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 the uh, start of the game you, you don't need the kunai after that um, and you know that's that's all the augment mods uh, but blight itself is a another explosion um 25 radius 25 meter radius uh damage but this time it's viral damage um and this this kind of confuses me a little bit because looking at this one with uh the arbiters of hexus stat uh passive really confuses me um red veil gives you a plus 25 percent energy uh, restock, a 25% in, um, increase to movement speed for 30 seconds. Um, and that, that I feel like it would be better off if it was the assassins. I feel, no, I feel like it would be better off if the assassins got the parkour boost. Hmm. That, that just seems like it would fit more. I mean, a speed boost is still good, but a parkour boost just seems uh, more viable in my opinion for, uh, for a bunch of assassins. Um, yeah. yeah uh, now also the rock, the rock to dark dagger also has a passive. So um, it's looking like every single 
um, syndicate weapon, melee weapon does have a, a passive. And this one is actually um, a reduced visibility while holding the rack to dark dagger. You go blurry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but that's not all. It actually uh, also has a chance to restore shields when you hit uh, radiated targets. Um, and can actually create create Nova Shield. So this one's got a bit of a double uh, a double passive with that, on top of of course already having the uh, Blight passive. So it's got it's got a bit of a, a triple passive on the Rock Rock to Dark Dagger. Interesting. So you get it's quite nice to use with a um, radiation based primary or secondary or both. Well, well, the thing is that that's the thing. Uh, the Rock to Dark Dagger is um, radiation damage. Ah, beautiful. Yeah, so you go in, you swing, you radiate them. You've got reduced visibility while you're holding it, and you're giving yourself overshield. Nice. What more can you everyone, want? Everyone <laughs> loves a nice purple overshield. Very oh, yeah. good. All righty. Next, we have Sister Suda. So Cephalon Suda is the next syndicate, and she is, of course, one of us, a Cephalon. So, one of us, <laughs> one of us. So as you're probably aware by now, Cephalons are artificial consciousnesses that resemble a human personality. If you look into the lore a little bit more, you will probably find that they more than just resemble a human personality. Uh, but some of that hasn't really been defined more than... Um, uh, we'd like it to, uh, but it does look as if um, Cephalons once were humans. And I'll... later on when we do the com community call-out, because there is something that's directly related to Cephalon Suda uh, that we will discuss there. Uh, Suda's goals herself are in particular unknown, but she does thirst for knowledge, as all syndicates do, particularly ancient knowledge around the Oricon, etc. Uh, she does play a significant role in the quest Octavia's Anthem. In fact, she plays a very significant role in that particular quest. Uh, and again, we'll, part, we'll cover that in a spoiler cast. So when we do the spoiler cast, and we, do, we are planning one at the moment, um, we will go into each of the quests individually and we'll look at the lore in detail for each of the quests so you know exactly what it is that happened. Because sometimes you, like me, don't really pay much attention while you're playing through it. Um, so we're going to do that. Eventually, we'll get to everything. But um, yeah, I'm also going to start probably in the next couple of weeks uh, just doing an intro to the lore for that doesn't have any spoilers in it as well. So we'll get into that. But anyway, that's Cephalon Suda. She's pretty awesome. She has the Sinoid variants of the Simulor, the Gamma Core, and the Helia Core. Um, I was a little disappointed in the Simulor, as I think Lucas was as well. It is a cool um, uh, black hole gun, as you like to call it, Lucas, but it's a bit of a pain in the ass to use, if you ask me. Whereas, yeah, yeah, the Sinoid, the Sinoid Gamma Core is one of the best guns in the game, I reckon, one of the best secondaries. It is beautiful. I love it. That's just me. Good aesthetic too. Yeah, it's a, it's a sexy weapon. Go and get it if you can. Anyway, the Syndicate Mods for Cephalon Suda. She is all about Entropy. And her mods are Entropy Spike, which has an increased chance to explode on enemies for the Balto of all weapons. Uh, Entropy Flight, which uh, increases flight speed for the Kestrel. So if you know what the Kestrel is, it is basically a boomerang. 
<laughs> so it increases the flight speed for that weapon. If you've seen Mad Max, you know what we're talking about. Entropy Burst increases the base status chance for the Supra. Um, entropy Detonation increases... Actually, no. It gives you a grand Ground Slam, which does blast damage for the Obex. And I do use that with my Obex. I would like to put it on Prisma Obex, but I still don't have those bad boys. We'll get there. Entropy itself causes radiation damage. 1,000 radiation damage in a 25-meter radius, as per everything else. It increases your energy by 25% and gives you a 25% increase to base energy for 30 seconds. So uh, all about radiation, sorry, all about energy for Cephalon Suda, which kind of makes sense. Anyway, moving on to Zinuloka with New Lucas. Well, first off, just want to point out the Helio Cores passive. Yes. Uh, that one is actually an interesting one. So if you if if you know um, what scanning is and how to how to scan, uh, that can actually be made a hell of a lot easier with the helio core, uh, the cyanide helio core, because uh, every time you kill an enemy with a channeled attack of all things, you actually um, scan uh, the the enemy uh, on the killing strike. Um, well, killing strike in general actually causes a scan, but doing a channeled attack uh, actually recomposes them into a spectral ally. Oh, okay, I didn't know that, but who's going to use channeling? Stuff that. <laughs> That's true. Very true. <laughs> um, but anyway, still, there's a cool little passive I thought I'd point out. It is indeed pretty cool. Yes. Um, now, going into New Loka. Now, this one is quite funny because whenever I watch um, like any any uh, content creator go on about New Loka, 90% of the time they will refer to New Loka as the, the actual Nazis of the syndicates. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, that I can understand because of the, the way that they view things. Uh, they're very purist uh group um and and they are 100 percent against any form of technology uh so that's quite quite understandable but when you actually look at them visually they are just essentially a bunch of hippies mm-hmm. very true hippies yeah hippies with a nazi mindset <laughs> although i do have to say that um loka apparently is a sanskrit word for world so new loka means new world. So, you know, new world order. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hippie Nazis. <laughs> Hippie Nazis. <laughs> um, but, you know, these guys are actually led by their priestess. Uh, and this is a really difficult name to pronounce. Uh, Am- Amirin? Am- Amirin? I don't know. One or the either. Um <laughs> but yeah, yeah. As I said, they're essentially trying to seek out the most purest state um, possible, uh, and they're trying to terraform Earth and return it back to its original form. Um, as yeah, there's a bit of a bit of law going into the fact that that Earth isn't actually all natural anymore. Um, so they've yeah they, they 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 believe that the the weapon the the, the planet needs to be re terraformed. Um, so this is a little bit of something interesting. Uh, they are the um, big key factor in the Silver Quest, uh, Silver Grove quest line. Uh, another spoiler cast topic. Um, but now looking at their syndicate weapons, they have the Sancti, uh, the Sancti weapons, and they 
are the Sancti Tigris or Tigris, the Sancti Castanas, and the Sancti Magistar. Now, the Sancti Tigris, Tigris, however you want to say it, is it's Tigris. It's a Tigris variant, no matter how you look at it, left, right, center, horizontal, vertical, whatever, it's the Tigris. It's going to blow shit up in no hits. <laughs> um, <laughs> as 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 uh, as I've seen uh, one of the uh, content creators say, you fire a Tigris down a hallway and you accidentally kill 30 enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um so yeah and these all these weapons come with the uh with a purity um purity passive uh so of course purity being the main concept for uh new loka we have first off the winds of purity for their augment mods and this one actually grants a bit of life steal for the furious um I'm not entirely too keen on the Furious, but you know, I guess I guess a bit of life steal could help it out a bit. Um, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on the Furious? It doesn't Greg? work on the Dex Furious, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Yeah, um, they're not yeah. powerful enough, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that make, that makes sense. Um, no, the Furious, the Furious are terrible. Uh, next up is the Bright Purity which is a melee, melee damage increase to the base Skana. Enough said, the Skana. Great. Fantastic. Yay. No, I lie. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you don't need to go back to using the Skana. There are plenty other weapons. Uh, unless you enjoyed the Skana, don't go back to it. Enough said. Um Next up is Lasting Purity. Now, this one's a bit of an interesting one. This actually grants Dead Aim uh, to the Volker. And what Dead Aim actually is, is the damage increase you get from zooming in on a sniper rifle. Um, so that's actually uh, something quite interesting. I haven't used the Volker myself. I don't know exactly if it is a worthwhile sniper rifle. Um, it's not too bad. I like the Volker Wraith. But um, yeah, even the base Valkyrie is okay. I don't know if that lasting purity mod works on the Valkyrie Wraith. I'll have to give that a shot, actually. Yeah, that, that's definitely something to um, explore. And then we have Disarming Purity, which is actually a chance to disarm uh, your enemies using the Panthera. Now, I know we talked about the Mitter before, and the Panthera is the kind of evolved version of the Mitter. But if you're going to use one or the other, use the middle. Yeah, the Panther is not great. It's got a uh, cool and name. Honestly, I, it does have a cool name. Um, and yeah, at first, I thought the little secondary fire where you, you kind of chainsaw an enemy, um, I thought that was cool. But it's not practical. It's, it is cool. It's pretty, pretty, uh, it is cool, <laughs> but it's not practical. Yeah. Um, as I said, better off using the middle. Uh, and a chance to disarm. Meh. I, I would much rather I'd much rather a chance to uh, to uh, drop a nullifier. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But more specifically, drop drop and drop a nullifier. Um, and now the purity uh, passive itself again, thousand damage in an explosion of corrosiveness uh, in a twenty five meter radius. And this one also gives a plus twenty five percent health back, kind of healing, um, and also increases your 
base health by 25 for 30 seconds. So that's an interesting little thing. Now, just looking at the um, Magistar's passive, and the passive is each charge attack turns the enemy's pain into a healing pulse that washes over your allies um, oh. and also creates also creates a resistance to status effects when held. That'll so, be very useful, particularly yeah. when the new melee 3.0 comes out, when charged attacks are going to be much more common. Hmm. Very so there interesting. There's your, uh, there's your team heal with your melee weapon, and you know, just by simply holding the weapon, you're essentially immune to status effects. Yeah, that um, is good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one's definitely worth looking at. Yeah, so hopefully you'll have seen by us going through all six of those guys that they are worth looking at. They are worth working on. Um, each of them has at least one mod that's worth getting and at least one, usually two, and sometimes all three weapons are top-tier weapons to get. So um, it is worth doing. Plus, you know, they all have... Um, uh, Warframe mods as well. Warframe augments are amazing. We will get into them at a later date. There are so many of them, though. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how we best approach that topic. Um, but yeah, the syndicates are super cool. Now, we have talked about the passive that uh, each of the mods and each of the syndicate weapons have. So how do you proc that? It's pretty simple. Every thousand um, affinity that you earn for that weapon or, or whatever it may be uh, will proc that uh, passive. So every time you, th you earn a thousand affinity for the weapon, it will explode. Uh, so you, you do see it happening very frequently while you're playing the game. Uh, it's super, super effective. Anyway, that's, that's, great. Yes, that's all of the um, combative or the, the, uh, uh, warring syndicates so uh, as a beginner tip or the beginner discussion for this week i've decided to look at the neutral syndicates um, there is much less to go on here uh, there is less law to look at although realistically each one does have a certain amount of law as well um, i've chosen not to go into them at the moment because we can go into the law on these guys at a different time and you'll understand why when we get to them so the first one is the conclave so the conclave is led by teshin and basically it's a place for teshin to help train you uh, to become better and more effective warriors that's all the conclave is he does have um, a bunch of mods but most actually no all of the mods he has are uh, conclave only mods so um, if you are going to level up with him uh, you can only use his mods in the conclave but he does have a bunch of sigils that look pretty nice he's got a cyandana that uh, looks cool and can sort of power up based on the amount of conclave that you play um and he has, uh, you can unlock Excalibur, Vault, and Mag through the Conclave as well. Um, and I th think that's everything. I can. Uh, there's a few. There's a few. Uh, oh, there are a skins, bunch of weapon skins as well. Um, although they're yeah. not that impressive, if you ask me. Um, so that's a Conclave. Uh, the next, of course, is someone you would have seen if you've been to the relays, uh, Cephalon Samaris or Samaris. 
he uh, is the guy, and you'll definitely have, have experienced him because very early in the game, you need to go scan a whole bunch of dudes, and he will walk you through that. So I think the first time you end up in a relay, actually, you, get, you have to go talk to him, um, and he'll tell you about scanning dudes. So basically, his reputation is all about scanning. So uh, you've probably watched YouTube um, dudes who go into what's called the simulacrum where they test all of their weapons so if you scan enough enemies um, you unlock them within the simulacrum so basically it's in your best interest to scan dudes but it's also in his best interests so Cephalon Samaras has he has a few mods that help you with fairly useless things to be honest it's mostly to do with scanning um he also has a couple of uh little bits and pieces i suppose is the best way to explain it that can help with you not having to um uh, get more scanners uh, if you want to have more codex scanners, not codex scanners, what are his ones called? Synthesis scanners. You can unlock it so that you can basically just have unlimited synthesis scanners and things like that. Um, but I guess the the thing that people will most be mostly be going to to see Cephalon Samaris and, and leveling him about is now going to be the arcade machines that came with a recent update on the PC and hopefully are coming soon to the console. So that's Mr. Samaras. Um, of course, on Earth at Cetus, you have the Ostron, which is also considered a syndicate. Uh, you level up them in order to be able to be more efficient at mining and more efficient at fishing um, and have access to a couple of other things, including uh, secret things <laughs> that have to do with um, later game builds. Um is there anything else I'm missing that the Ostron can provide you, Lucas? Zorparts. Uh, Zorparts, of course. So as you unlock yeah, and yeah. level up within the Ostron, you can also unlock Zors. I'm not sure if we've discussed them before, but Zors are modular weapons, melee weapons that you build yourself um, out in Cetus. So you need to, to level up your reputation with the Ostron in order to be able to do that. Uh, so that's pretty cool. A new one that's coming very soon with Fortuna is Solaris United, um, and that will be very similar to the Ostron, and I assume that you'll be able to uh, level up the kit guns, which are the secondary weapon versions of Zors that will be available on Venus at Fortuna, uh, and also the Moa pets, uh, I would expect, are also tied to Solaris United. Uh, hiccups, excuse me. Um, another faction... Uh, that will be coming with Fortuna will be the Vent Kids, which is a faction that's going to be uh, situated around the K-Drives. Uh, we don't know much about them, but I would assume that um, unlocking uh, Vent Kids' reputation will give you access to different modular parts for your K-Drive. But we will see soon enough. And the last syndicate that people may or may not know about are called the Quills. Now, these are a secret syndicate, and realistically, you shouldn't and won't know about them until you've finished at least The War Within. Um, so once you've finished that, uh, you will get different functionality within the game, uh, and it will unlock your ability to 
go see the, the quills. They do have a bunch of new things that you can get from grinding reputation with them. And essentially that will help you to take down the Eidolons in the Plains of Eidolon. Um, so they are very useful uh, and very, very important when you're getting towards that late game. And I think we do need to do a, um, uh, a look at the Plains of Eidolon at some point. Lucas, um, probably yes, yes, we do. Probably in a spoiler cast, I would imagine we'd have to look at taking down Eidolons. That would probably be a, a good bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before before we move on, I just want to point out. I, I don't know if you're even aware of this, but there is actually another um, syndicate. Uh, another syndicate that doesn't actually get a lot of love because they are only. Uh, available during operations, uh, and that is course. actually the operational supply syndicate. Yeah. Uh, they, as a event exclusive syndicate, um, and basically they're just there to pre- uh, represent and support uh, with log- logistics and infrastructure assisting to the Tenno uh, through operations. Yeah, I, I was aware of those. Uh, the only reason I decided not to mention those is because they haven't actually shown up in a long time. I think. Mm, yeah, I think. Did um, they show up during Plague Star? Yeah, Plague Star. Plague Star was the last time they, they did. Showed up. Okay, so they they probably show. They might even show up in the the Pyrrhus project as well. Okay, um, I'm glad you mentioned them then because I I thought they were an older aspect of the game, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember them from Plague Star. Okay, so there are a bunch of neutral syndicates as well um, that you you sort of have to engage with as you play the game. You don't need to concentrate on them too much. Conclave, you could probably ignore if you don't play PvP. Um, you Cephalon Samaris, you could probably ignore if you wanted to. Ostron, you really don't need to do until you're looking at endgame. You can do it whenever you want, realistically, but uh, you don't really need to, to engage with any of these neutral syndicates until later. I wouldn't really recommend worrying too much about the standard syndicates until you get into the late mid-game. So once you've finished the main quests, you can then start to concentrate on the syndicates. But you should really pick up one syndicate early in the game because there's there's nothing stopping you from building reputation with at least one while you're grinding through the early part of the game. So um, listen to what we've talked about today. See if there's anything you particularly want to want to work towards. Maybe it's the Red Veil because all of their weapons are amazing. Um, you know, another uh, one that has amazing weapons, of course, is the Steel Meridian. Uh, Arbiters of Hexus is pretty good. So choose one of those, grab their sigil, stick it on your back and earn... Um, reputation towards those guys at least one of them right from the start later on you can start focusing on more so speaking of focusing on more lucas advanced topic yes advanced topic okay so i'm actually going to be talking about um you know doing multiple uh syndicates tonight um now I'm a little bit disappointed because I had planned to try and uh, successfully get four syndicates up to uh, max ranking before this, but there have been a few uh, changes in my, <laughs> a few changes in life that have just kind of prevented me from really getting a chance to, to, to get uh, this sorted out. I have, however, started on my fourth syndicate. So I'm, I'm in positive uh, I, I maxed with three and in positive with a fourth. So, this is this is basically going to point out um, 
you know, if, whether or not uh, you should go left or right or you know, what combinations realistically there are uh, to leveling your syndicates. Um, so essentially when you start off, if you're just going to go for three syndicates, you either pick the left or the right side. Um, you don't have to, but this is the easiest way to go about it simply because there are no negatives for the left three and there are no negatives to the right three. Uh, so for example, if you were to look at the Steel Meridian, they are allied with the Red Veil, which is in the opposite side. Um, and they're also enemies to the parent sequence, which is, which is also on the opposite side. And they're opposed to the New Loka, which is also located on the opposite side. Whereas the Arbiters of Hexus, they are allied with Cephalon Suda, which is sitting right next to them. So they are on the left side. So Cephalon Suda, Arbiters of Hexus, give each other positive vibes and have no impact on Steel Meridian whatsoever. Looking at the right side, it's the exact same kind of setup, uh, but between the parent sequence and New Loka, they have a good symbiotic relationship, but have absolutely no feelings whatsoever towards the Red Veil. Um, so easiest way to go about it is just pick left or right. Doesn't matter which one. As, as Greg said, you know, pick, pick one that you want to start with and just build around that. Um, for me, on the other hand, I've decided to see just how far I could stretch my uh, influence through the syndicate. Because you're a crazy person. And I, I am a crazy person. We, we all know that by now. <laughs> I mean, Red Veil was actually the uh, the starting syndicate I went with. So Edgelord, um, Edgelord, Lord, burn, burn the... Uh, burn the system in a bloody purge. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I did start with Red Veil. And from there, I thought, let's follow the Red Veil's influence. And there, as I s stated before, they are allied with Steel Meridian. So I went straight from Red Veil to Steel Meridian. I leveled those two up. Um, and yeah, that was fairly easy because Steel Meridian gets the positive vibes from Red Veil. You pretty much level them up together. It, it's easy. But when I decided to go for my third uh, syndicate, that's when things started to get a little bit tricky um, because I was looking at them. I think I, I was thought, thought to myself, where can I go with this? Um, without, without, you know, spending too much energy. Um, I probably did the order completely wrong. I probably should have started with an entire side first. Um, but I didn't because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my third syndicate actually ended up being new Luca who are opposed to the steel Meridian. That's fine. It's not a big loss because whatever you get with, New Loka, you only lose 50% of with the Steel Meridian. So the way I, I worked this out was I simply did New Loka missions um, with a, a, a New Loka uh, sigil on, built it up a bit. Whenever I saw the Steel Meridian getting dangerously low, I would swap over to Red Veil. As I said before, Red Veil has absolutely no connections to New Loka whatsoever so in leveling up the red veil i would level up steel meridian and i would keep new loka 
at the same point as the, as where I left it. This is how I was able to get my three oddly placed syndicates. Um, it took a bit of work. There was a lot of jumping back and forth between Redvale and New Loka, um, but it's possible to do it this way. You don't have to do left and right if you, if you really don't want to. The point I'm at now, on the other hand, is when I'm, I'm trying to finish one of the sides and it's looking like I'm going to be finishing the, uh, the right side of the, the syndicate um, selections. And I've just started recently working on the parent sequence. Now, the parent sequence has no connection to Red Veil. Um, and so that, that actually works quite, quite well to my advantage as if I level up Red Veil to do the Steel Meridian, parent sequence doesn't get touched. However, if I level up the steel, the, the parent sequence by itself, I will lose quite a hefty chunk from my steel meridian. Um, this is where it gets a little bit confusing. You got to keep, keep track on, on who's friendly with who. Um, so parent sequence hates steel meridian, red veil, friends with steel meridian has no thoughts towards parent sequence. Um, New Loker, on the other hand, are friends with the parent sequence and are only opposed Steel Meridian. So they so only 50% loss. Uh, so you level up the New Loker to get your levels on parent sequence to not touch Steel Meridian as much. And then you touch Red Veil to bring up Steel Meridian. It's a lot of work, pain in the ass, but it's possible to do four syndicates at once. Um, if you really wanted to get into it, you, you could even say you could do Steel Meridian, Arbiters of Hexus, Cephalon Suda, and Red Veil um, in, the same, in the same way. A lot of work, a lot of juggling between the different syndicates. Um, but possible. But it's possible. And at the end of the day, you could turn around and be that, that one person in your group that has actually put in this effort and has all the, all the cool mods, cool weapons um, that the, the friends don't have that you can go here, have this, you know, be that, be that supportive friend. Um, Although there is, you know, in our clan, I have unlocked all three of the left three and you've uh, unlocked almost all of the right three. So we could just, share between us anyway but you could just share between us yeah crazy but i just want to i just want to get that that extra <laughs> <laughs> and you've done it so the rest of us don't have to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it, it's an, it is a pain in the ass um especially maintaining um you've got to you've got to really juggle between the two main syndicates uh, that you've picked. So as I said, for me, it's Red Veil and New Loka. I've got to juggle between those guys to keep Steel Meridian happy and the parent sequence happy. Yeah, it sounds like more trouble than it's worth for me. <coughs> I barely pay attention to, to what I've got um, assigned to my Warframes. So yeah, pain in the ass. <laughs> All right, but thank you for going into all that detail about how much of a pain in the ass it is to do four syndicates at a time, but to prove that it is possible. Um, interestingly, I did start out on Red Veil, but I ended up doing the left three, um, and Red Veil is now a complete and total enemy of mine, except when I'm leveling Steel Meridian, which makes me laugh. 
All righty. So let's move on through um, <clears throat> the community call out this week. Just looking at a couple of related uh, community folk. So there is a person named Zale, X-A-Y-L, on YouTube, who does some pretty good law frame videos. So some law themed Warframe videos that he calls Lawframe. Um, he has pretty much done everything across everything. He's looked at all of the factions. He's looked at all of the um, main races and all of that kind of stuff and gone into uh, the storylines, etc. I do recommend his law videos as well. Uh, there are quite a lot of them. So that's X-A-Y-L on YouTube. <clears throat> The other thing uh, that I kind of alluded to earlier is the Octavia's Anthem webcomic. So you can find that at warframe.com forward slash Octavia's hyphen Anthem. Uh, and this is a webcomic that's only something like eight pages long, six pages long, actually. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, and it goes into a little bit of detail as to who Cephalon Suda was before she became Cephalon Suda. doesn't say that that's who she was, but um, people have uh, figured that out by reading the comic and um, doing the Octavia's Anthem quest and put two and two together. But the story is basically about the lady that was Cephalon Suda before she came, became Cephalon Suda. I recommend reading that. It's only six pages. Um, you'll need to read it several times before you actually figure out what's going on. <laughs> but it is good. All right. <laughs> So that was, as expected, a fairly lengthy one, but we hope it was really, really interesting for you to go into all of the syndicates. Um, we thought it was a worthwhile topic because there's so much to do, and we thought it was a good in-between week to be able to do that. So thank you for listening. Anything on the syndicates before we close out, Lucas? Yes, before we finish, I do just want to go back to the Sakura Lecter, um, as we did actually go through every other melee weapons um, yes. special passive. The Sakura Lecter actually has um, quite a nice one. It actually doubles credit drops on kills. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. And it makes sense because it's the uh, uh, the parent sequence. Yeah, the money, the money mongers. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lucas. Good memory. I forgot we uh, we uh, we sort of glossed over that one. Extra yeah. credits with the secure elector, and it's a, a whip. Um, so, oh, yeah. yeah, those weapons are fun. Alrighty. So, thank you for listening to episode seven of the uh, Sevalon Squared podcast, where we looked at the syndicates. Uh, thank you very much. Please join us on Facebook, and now we have our Facebook group, group, which we've decided to call the Cephalon Collective, so we don't get confused between the Facebook page and the Facebook group. Uh, we have our Twitter, at Cephalon Squared. We have Discord. You can find the link to or the invite to Discord on our Facebook or our Twitter pages, or you can ask us. Uh, email us at cephalonsquared at gmail.com. We've got our YouTube at Cephalon Squared. Um, you can send us a voice message via the Anchor app on your phone. Um, and we have our competition, so please spread the word. However you can, send us an email, tell us about it. Um, spread the word, let us grow, let's get bigger, let's build this community um, and, uh, yeah, get chatting. Um, as always... I am Mad Capsules on the internet. My name is Greg Newbegin. Um, I'm Mad Capsules on the internet. I have uh, madcapsulesgaming.com, which I've just updated, so it's no longer an ugly website. Who are you, Lucas? 
I am Lucas, and you can find me at Silverlight on Twitter, S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And thanks to Jan at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. We've got to thank him for his sexy voice every week because he did such a great job. And we will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, send an email to cephalonsquared at gmail.com or get in touch via Twitter or Facebook. You can also join our Discord or send us a voice message via the Anchor app. See you next week.